It's normally the Wednesday podcast, but all the games happen on Wednesday, so it's the Thursday podcast. Justin McIsaac, Dave Haley, here to break down everything that happened last night. We're here in the living room of Dave Haley, the palatial living room. Really, I feel like I'm walking into the Taj Mahal here. <laughs> I didn't expect you to uh, to get in here in a male cheerleading suit with Spal. Where did you, where did they find well, that at Spalding High School? And oh, is found that the 80s or the 70s? I I think it's late 70s. It's it, right around. I was born in 78. This kind of feels like 79. They, they had um in my college group <laughs> pool. I do with all my friends. I have Valparaiso, R.I.P. Valparaiso. Although they may still stick in. But when they were playing Green Bay in the tournament, one of the play-by-play guys for Green Bay Got was almost. Out? Yes, I was worried about you last night. <laughs> well, there's not. There wasn't much to worry about. I mean, wire to wire. Wow. That was the shocking thing. Like, uh, Cal Conley is officially a big time player. Yeah, 27 last night. Yeah. And when, when he got to the game, he had claw marks on him. I mean, it was funny. We'll talk about the game a little more in depth. But he was uh, attacked by a wolf on the way. It, the game. it looked like it. It looked like he was attacked by a werewolf. But they threw four kids at him to try and stop him in like the first quarter and a half. Nobody could. And finally, Jeff Holmes uh, said to Cody Morissette, "He's all yours." Yeah. And, and and Morissette did everything but like hog tie him to try and keep him. Out of the lane, but it, even still, he didn't. It, it, it didn't work. So, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about more about that. Much much more about that game. Oh, In depth that will. analysis oh, of the Spalding victory, which I've been calling for for I, for for two and a half weeks now. Yeah, you ah. said they were on fire. Yes, yeah. The, you know, congratulations, ah, yes. basking it a little bit. Oh man, a little bit. I'll bask it a little bit more than that. But today is the, the, the final day for the, you call it the early bird special uh, on NHSportsStage.com. Yeah, so today's the last day, and we've had a lot of registrations rolling in. So I think everyone is sort of like me. They pay their bills at the last minute. But $50, I think everybody's heard it. $50 gets you, these people now, I've gotten some, I got to tell you, I've gotten some great emails from people, parents, kids, yep. just how much they love the site, go to it every, first thing I go to every morning. So it's been awesome. And then there, I think it's just a great feeling for them and for me when they Pay the fifty dollars, and as we've said ad nauseum, you're set through all of next season. So I mean, right. these people are like, "Great, I'm going to get a login before the site locks up sometime in the very near future." You're gonna. Here's the best part of this whole thing. So, so take care of that today, everybody listening to this. I mean, it's very simple. You can always do it again later, but it's going to cost you. It goes through our website. Here's the scariest words in the English language. There's going to be a registration process through our new website. Yeah. So it's just going to be a pain in the butt today. It's so easy. If you wait, don't. I don't want to get the angry emails later because I we've said it. A million right. times. It's so easy. We hope what we bring you is worth fifty dollars over the course of you know, all through this year and to next season. But what I loved is this is skewing real old. But if you remember, uh, there's a great episode where somebody tried to fight Fonzie, and then everybody showed up in leather jackets, even Richie and Potsy. And they <laughs> where's all. It, where's this going? Because when you register, you get a black NH Sports Page oh, jersey. God. And I want, I want my dream is for you to wake up one morning to get the paper and walk out. And see 50 people, 100 people in black, any sports t-shirts standing on your front lawn. Yeah, it would be like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's right. I yeah. want them all to come to one of our games. We're going to invite them all to come to one of our Seacoast games. And wow. it will literally like a sea of black, any sports t-shirts. So we're sending out these shirts. And uh, I, I, the Carrier Brothers are getting their shirts. And the Matos Brothers are getting their shirts. So I'm going to have a lot of XXL shirts setting out there. But uh, 
Yeah, register today. It's so simple. It's so easy. Man. And uh, come with us. Move forward. Don't be like me, the guy that waits till his water bill is pink to go pay it. And that's paying an extra fifteen dollars. Just, just get it over today. Just get it yeah. Done. We don't want. I don't. I don't. I, it'd be more money to our company. I don't want people paying a hundred and something dollars. I really don't. I just just take care of it now, right. and it's great. All right, there you go. So get it done today. That's hurry up. What are you waiting for? Press pause. I never and do thought it you now. and I would be talking to people about paying things on time. But I know, right? Yeah, it's well, come to that. Pot, meat, kettle. Where do you want to start? I think we should start with D3. You want to start with D3? Because so, I was, I, I was, you know. Wow, just, some of those scores last night, man. As I was Did doing you the, see the Hollis Brookline John Stark score? I, I saw it was low. Uh, but, low? But, but, but let me like say. saying the guy in Game of Thrones is sort of short. He's a little short. Yeah, 30 to 29. 30 to 29. That's not as bad as 34-31 in overtime. Yeah. Uh, Listen, opponent's thing Consistently over the years, they don't score. They're not a great scoring team. Um, Saucier runs good stuff, but they are a defense first, rebounding second. Their their strength lies in their ability to rotate and play help defense. Uh, that shocks me that they weren't able because I mean Franklin was able to score fairly easily against Kirsage, but yeah. not fairly easily. They, they they that was a low scoring game too, but they slowed the pace. Yeah, um, Conant just. They couldn't even get a shot off they, at the they, end of the game. Yeah, that's and they. Uh, and I talked to Eric Saucier a little bit. He said they made they missed a ton of free throws, uh, and a ton of layups, which is not indicative of a Conan team. But that's how good that program is. When they're not in the championship game, you're blown away. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, I sat with him, and the eight years I've done this, the one time they lost to Summersworth when Lauren Lucas won it at Summersworth. Yep. And I sat with him in the stands at Southern New Hampshire, and he looked like he had like he like he had yeah. ants running all over him. Like he was just like. This is odd. I have to bring him some chocolates or something. Yeah, Saturday. he was very uncomfortable. Um, but we'll see him on on Saturday. I would, you know, it's a friend of Matt Regan's. I guess he might go. But um, no, I all the credit to Kearsage. You know, let's give yeah. them a ton of credit. First time going there. Nobody and uh, the three coaches that I interviewed for the blind quotes thought that that they could win that, or that they didn't think they couldn't. Everybody thought it would be a good game, but they no one picked them Everybody to win, including yeah. me. I didn't think they were going to win that game. So uh, Nate Camp is is one of the one of my favorites, and um, those kids are you know I've gotten to know a little bit interviewing them. They're great kids. Well, they got the two Trent six Nordzi eight kids, and, right? Huh? They got the two six eight kids. Zach right? and Taylor Matos. Yeah, yeah Tommy Johnson. Um, so they've got uh, they got a, they have a very good team. And um, they're going to play Pelham for the state championship game on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, and we'll be there. So, What do you think? Kearsarge has a chance there, or is it too much Pelham? Yeah, I mean, I, the thing I worried most about Kearsarge going into last night was their the defensive on-the-ball pressure that Conant brings, and Pelham brings that exact same sort of intensity. The word I hear used to describe Pelham is just how physical and strong they are, and you know, it's, it's overwhelming at times, their defensive pressure. I think Pelham at times has coasted a little bit this season. I yep. think their head coach would would agree with that, and I don't blame them one bit. I saw times in the scenic game. I watched that entire game on film where they looked kind of, you know, okay, when are we going to southern New Hampshire? Right. And so they're obviously going to bring it for 32 minutes on Saturday. They did last night. Hopkinton, I thought, really showed a lot of character, which doesn't surprise me one bit. Right. They played very hard and they competed for 32 minutes, uh, as Dave Chase's teams usually do, even without their second leading score. So um, I like Pelham because of Keith Brown. Yeah. Um, the teams did not play during the regular season. They so. did not, which kind of makes it fun. And uh, Cam DiLoretto is going to have his hands full with Taylor Matos. Zach Matos likes to go kind of high post. Yeah. You know, they, they try to run a little bit of high post, low post with those two. And Zach Matos, who I think hit the big shot last night, he can. Uh, 
he's a guy who can hit shots from 15 feet. Um, certainly, they have great shot blockers. Um, you know, I think it will come down to how Pelham shoots from the outside and how they move the ball and if they can get out and transition. They want to run on Kersage. Right. So that'll be a, an interesting matchup. But yeah, like I said, just a. Jumping off the page, immediately blown away, trying to follow on Twitter uh, the events of last night. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel bad for Sauce because we're such good friends with him. But, uh, yeah, you know, great, you know, great, great job from, uh, from Kearson. What a statement how nice a guy he is that you're, you feel sorry for him. I think he's won, what, four championships? Five, I know, right? Five yeah, championships. It's, yeah. It's, it's like feeling sorry for Tom Brady when he takes a pay cut. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> – I, I mean, that's part of these things is that you, you jump around with these kids after the game, which is such a fun part, but then – you know, I, I was, you know, jumping, you know, the, the PCA kids would jump around the other day and then you walk out of there and the Woodsville kids are yeah, just, you know, in just tears. Devastated. It stinks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen too many kids crying, but that's just the reality of how the exuberance is that high. And then, you know, it, it, it I've been there, man. It's not a lot of fun, the but it's just, it just makes it what it is. It's incredible. The sweet's not a sweet without the sour, baby. So, uh, so there's, <laughs> so there's your, uh, there's your D3 matchup, Pelham. And Kearsarge, uh in the Animal Kingdom, a python, uh, would they have a chance against them? What is Kearsarge? Are they the cougar? Python and a cougar. I don't know. Cougars are pretty. I don't know. Like a 45-year-old woman against a python? No, 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 no. Not, 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 not that type different? of cougar. Uh, like a big cat with claws. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's different. That's, yeah, I, no, I think it would be a good one. We'll that just be there. in a lot of ways. I'll have a preview. <laughs> yeah, could have gone real off the rails. <laughs> Uh, it, you know, we'll be there. Obviously, uh, Pete Terry will be dancing around with somebody. Pete has to come up with a new dance we've discussed because because nobody's undefeated. Littleton's undefeated. But well, he I won't mean, be in, there in Division Three. I meant yes. So uh, yeah, the undefeated dance. Uh, a Portsmouth eleven. You will dance with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll dance. <laughs> it's all about what. I can't even wait to see what he comes up with. A guy, I love Pete. Uh, all right. So uh, the game. We'll start with the game you were at last night, Division One. Yeah. And uh, Winnicott and Londonderry talked to Jay McKenna on text last night briefly. He said, you a busy guy last night, huh? Hobnobbing. Hobnobbing out with Tim Cronin after the game and Adam Thurston, my color commentator. You're not cool enough to hang out with Tim Cronin. I I, I know that. You know that. He knows that. I didn't think I was either, but there he was. Yeah. So (laughs) Uh, Winnicott get out 16 to 1 on him. Uh, Londonderry was was missing Cam McDonald, who's one of their three point guys off the bench. Um, who gives them some 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 real scoring? I just think we- Lundary just didn't have enough weapons. Yeah. Um, Jay Coleman's terrific. Um, I did ask Nate Stanton before the game to only play him ten minutes because he's got a Seacoast tournament coming up. But he well, he's got to get the second. He, place he went ahead and here. played Jay Coleman a lot of minutes. Um, he, anyway, no, but I mean, I think Winnicott just got out early, and then Lundary tried to speed the pace up, and that. You know, Viviano and 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 Primavera will they can turn it over when they get yeah. rushed, and so I think Jay was just like you know, Jay had a good line after the game when we I interviewed. He said when they got up sixteen, he goes, "We need base hits, not home runs. Like just right. relax. Like we don't need, you know." And and I thought they did a really nice job of managing the end of the game. I think Viviano does a really nice job running that team. Freddie Shockey played very well last night. He had nine points, but they were they all felt felt big. How many minutes did he play? He, he Jay, played more. He's just getting back in it. Yeah, I mean, he's Jay's been walking, slowly but, bringing him yeah, along. Yeah, I mean, Jay wants Jay talk every time I talk to Jay about Winnicott. If Freddie's name comes up, he he needs this kid. Uh, I thought Freddie played well, uh, very well, very well. And I'll tell you, the kid on that team is Zach Waterhouse. Yeah, he's shooter, really come on. He make five threes yeah, last night. He's, <laughs> he's a. He's, that kid's got a good-looking stroke, man. I mean, yeah. they all look like they're going in. So um, they're off to play Pankerton. 
who uh, to who's playing without Brendan Moore. So yeah, I that's a to, huge injury, right? Yeah, I tweeted out with the permission of his mom. I spoke to his mom, Stacy, yesterday. I won't get into that whole conversation, but she just wanted to let me know what was going on. Um, but he had a concussion, oh, and so he's kind of suffering through that. So he cannot. He couldn't play Saturday night if he wanted to. There's school right. rules uh, over at Pinkerton. And Peter Rosinski, I know, told him, you know, you need to take care of you here. And yeah, don't some, worry about it. You got to yeah. protect the player, especially yeah. in high school, from themselves. Peter was great about that, apparently. And um, so it'll be a very tough game um, on both sides without Brendan Morris, who's their leading scorer. I mean, you still have Rizzo and Romick and Ben Olsen. They got a lot of weapons, but yeah, but anytime you lose your leading scorer going into a quarterfinal against a team that already beat you once. Is that is that bad? That's that doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good. I think if you're winner con it, you 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 definitely feel like well we absolutely have a shot to get to Durham here. Right. Maybe a year ahead of schedule. So um, no, that's going to be a very good one. Um, were you surprised Bedford had such an easy time with Salem? Yes, I think that was. I mean, yeah, that's a bit of a surprise. Before we came I on here, Salem to win that game. Yeah, before we came, I think I did too. Before we came on, I said uh, I, I was surprised by the lack of surprises, and that and boy, but, Keen, Keen almost bit yeah. Central. Well, that's you know, Sontag. Uh, Dave Sontag, their coach, was texting. I'm not, you're not the only one texting with coaches late night. Mm-hmm. He said they had a shot to tie it. <laughs> so you know, they Central was up the whole game, and then Keen just wouldn't go. Is that away. just a bad matchup for Central? It might be because they had a hard time with them in the regular season too. It might be. I don't think Central is. I don't think Central is that dominant. They're I mean, not very they, consistent. They don't have any size. You know what I mean? And yeah. Evan McDonald had a, had a big game for him. I think he had 19. Jonathan McCory had 19. And they, I put the stats up. Jalen Leroy, I think, had 14. So they did a good job. If Jalen Leroy had 14, that means they did a good job on him. Yeah. But Logan Gallinus had a huge game for Keene. Brad Blake really played well for them at the end of the year. And uh, I want to give a lot of credit to Dave Sontag and just the job he's doing at Keene. Like he's, that's not a... That's been, uh, they, they let's be honest. They lost games a couple of years back. Let's be yeah. honest. That was sort of a black hole program. Yeah. And he's a guy who played at Keene State. They, he's an old Sauhegan player. They went through coaches like Kleenex there for about two, three they years. They got me on Barstool Sports. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. for writing that whole column. So uh, on Billy, Bill Johnson being fired. Something he said in a practice. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so a lot of credit to, to Dave Sontag and um, – that Keen team, you know, Spencer Fang and a lot of those kids, I've heard from a lot of them, they have to look back at the season and go, man, we were uh, – Chad Oliveri hits the last second three against them to beat them. Yeah. Evan McDonald hits the last second three to beat them. Yeah. They, I mean, they were there to be you know, maybe a home playoff game. So right. Keen is known as, as a tough team to play right now. And, I mean – How for, much they got coming back next year? They're going to be – I'm here. not certain. I don't have the I don't have the program in front of me. Yeah. I know – I think Spencer was a senior. I think Logan was – but I'll have to look at it. They don't do the programs until the Final Four, as you probably saw last night. Uh, North handled Alvern. Um, no surprise there. A little closer maybe than you might expect. I, I knew Alvern would fight. Um, right. Alvern, Alvern's a team that they always think they're getting the raw end of the deal. Um, they always kind of feel like they don't get enough attention over there in Hudson, and I knew they would battle, and they did. I mean, they're tough kids. Brian Lynch does a really nice job. Nashville North is just on fire, though. Oh, my. How about Memorial? Down 20 in the third quarter. Really? They were See, down I, tr- I heard nothing about this game all night. They were down 20 in the third corner to South. In but the that's third a team DJ that- Fischetta had 33 last night in a losing effort. Memorial's a team, though, when they're down 20, they're not out of it. <laughs> no, and, and we were, the, the, you know, the same thing last night with Exeter. They were down nine or down ten with like two minutes to go. I'm like, this thing ain't over, right? You know what I mean? So yeah, just just a team that can score in bunches. But uh, Memorial, can, you know, that's what Memorial wants to do. If they're going to beat you right now, all they've shown the capacity to do is outscore you. What do they do? They win seventy five, seventy two. Yeah, so it's a low scoring game for them. What I'd like to hear <laughs> about that game, and you know, we're, we're taping this pretty early, so I haven't got a chance to talk to people, but. 
you know, did South get out of, you know, when you're up by 20, you need to slow it down, especially right. if a team cuts it to, say, 15. But what Memorial does, and I saw it last night, Londonderry started coming down and getting quick shots, and then what does Pinkerton do? Like, it's just a natural flow of the game. The kids start playing faster the other way. They want, obviously, kids always want to play up-tempo. Right. And what you wonder if happened is if South just started getting into, you know, now we're going to come down and shoot a quick three. And, and when you miss those quick threes, you've, first of all, you don't make Memorial play any defense, which it doesn't sound like they want to do. Right. And then you also, like, you're playing their game. And, and, and if they're better at, you know, and uh, South looks like they just got it into a shootout late, and, and that's how they lost. DJ Fashat, though, was fantastic. 33 points. There you go. And, of course, the uh, the main event last night. We haven't talked about Merrimack and BG yet. All right. We'll talk about Merrimack. I'm just trying to put it off as long as I can. I know. Uh, well, I, no, I mean, Merrimack, you know. 42-26. I told what? you there was some crazy scores. What, what, what? BG couldn't win on the road. I know they get mad when but I keep saying that. 26 points, though. That's... Yeah, BG was 2-8 and eight in the road. So, I mean, you can't you can't win on the road. You're not going to win playoff games, you know, because you're, you're a lower seed if you're, obviously, if you can't I, win. I, I know Merrimack's a defensive-minded team, but that's that's that seems like a low total even for them. Yeah, I mean, slowed the pace, and then I'm sure Timmy, I'm guessing Timmy got a lead, uh, Tim Goodrich, and then he just sort of, you know, let's bleed this thing out, uh, which maybe South might have done, you know what I mean, but they didn't, um, and just kind of kept that thing low scoring. They're a tough team, and they will be playing. Who will they be playing, Dave Haley? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you say it. The Spalding Fighting McCarthy. Yeah! <laughs> the 13th seed in Spalding Fighting McIsaacs. Led wire to wire. Cinderella last. has shown up at the ball. Yeah, I'm telling you what. And that first of all, that, that was a. Uh, I think Exeter would have rather seen anybody aside from Winnicott. It would oh. have rather seen anybody coming into town except aside from Spalding. Just because it's a rivalry, you know. Go just, back to the radio show, the Bractology of Jay McKenna. Yeah. When he said that matchup, I you hear me? I go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't want that again. Those, no. the, you know, and I knew. Yeah, I think Dover was playing somebody late in the year. I think it was Dover-Exeter. And I said, it's, that's not going to be easy. Oh, it was the day after. It, Exeter played Dover the day after they played the rescheduled Winnaconic game. And yeah. I made a comment. I Trap said, game, yeah. it's not going to be. Yeah, it's the mother of all track games. Because Dover's, you know. Yeah, yeah that's a sequel. They had a tough year, game. but they're tough. So, and yeah, you, you, those teams know each other. So this, yeah. They have that obnoxious guy that calls into Felger and Maz uh, every day. And they give him one minute. So why don't I just give you one minute. Hold on, let me get the clock hold on, on here. Hold on, hold on. It's going to be more than one minute because this is my computer. This is my broadcast equipment. This is I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> no, I won't need a minute. I drove all the way here. I here drove all the way to Hampton for this podcast. All right, so you mentioned Keegan Calero face guarding Cody Morissette. Tell me more about that. He was uh, – no, he was – I'm sorry. He was guarding Holmes. I got this wrong. They, they rotated some kids face guarding okay. Morissette at first. Uh, Griffin Toll was one of them. They worked in uh, a, a couple of different kids. John Paul Parody, I think, was on them at, at, at points. But they just did a really good job defensively. They didn't let them get off any uncontested shots. Uh, they they clogged the lane. They rebounded. And when Exeter did get looks, they couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, they, had, they it was late in the second quarter. They had nine points. You know, it, it was... Spalding went by 17 at one point in the first half. It's unbelievable. Exeter got it down to nine by halftime. Holmes went on a little run at the end of the second quarter. In the third quarter, uh, Exeter came out looking good. They they cut the lead to five, and you said, okay, here here it comes. And Spalding kind of covered up in the – use a box analogy. They covered up in the corner. They withstood the storm, and they got it back to nine. At the end of three, it was a nine-point lead. Here was a key point in the game, and here's where my uh, my, – Adoption papers for Ari Brakefield uh, should be on their way to Concord at this point. So there's about two and a half minutes to go, three minutes, two, two and a half minutes to go. Spalding's up five. 
Ari Brakefield gets the ball in the corner. All night long, he would get the ball above the three-point line and kind of look hesitant. He's a freshman. You know what I mean? Like, should I yeah. take this shot? Where's Cal? I should get the ball to Cal, right? Uh, see, but it gets the ball in the corner, no hesitation. Corner three, bang, right? So they're up uh, They're up eight. On the other end, I think it was either Morset. It might have been Morset. Drives. SWAT team. Breakfield. Rejected. Runs the floor. Gets the ball deep on the baseline. Reverse layup. All of a sudden, they're up 10. Holmes is, and then uh, Exeter travels, and Holmes is going to call a timeout. And then you got lightheaded and passed out. I think I said it on the air. I said, I think I'm going to pass out, Adam Thurston. <laughs> so that was that was the game right there. I mean, uh, Cal Colony scored 27 points and was really a monster, yeah. but Ari Brickfield scored 15, and he was he showed flashes, more than flashes, but Tim Cronin, I, I, talking to him after, I was like, you're going to like seeing that for the next three years. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. It was, uh, it, it was a really uh, from, from and, uh, soup and to even nuts. Even if they go to Merrimack and lose their, you know, the experience of playing a quarterfinal game. Yeah, I mean, talking to those kids before the uh, before the season, really, or not before the season, but about halfway through, talking to, like, Matt Roy and Callen, like, yeah, we just want to get in, get some experience. You know, we know we're not a, we're not a top eight team yet, but. Uh, they are now. Yeah, the fresh. Yeah, the freshmen have really come along. Calero, yeah. uh, Calero fouled out, but I mean, he was chasing Brian Holmes all over the place. And he, I guess I told you, his dad is a good buddy of mine, Kike Calero. Yeah, former major league player, one his, of the greats. And his uncle Kiko Calero played had a nice major league career. That's right. And uh, Kike is one of the best. Apparently, in practice, I was told Darian Barry played the role of uh, of Brian Holmes. So, yeah, yeah. So, so he's that, back from school. Yeah, Troy uh, Troy Pelletier. Uh, for Central, played the role of uh, Eric Gendron a couple years ago before they played Merrimack at the final. Yep. So when you got a kid who can come back and replicate, you know, and kind of get you prepared. Similar players, too, can, can, can really light it up. Yeah, I thought Darren Barry was in the NBA now, no? Not yet. He can't. I think he has to uh, declare for the draft, and then it might be taken in June. So we'll have to wait and see. Just paperwork, I guess. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was very, uh, you know, I felt bad for the Exeter kids. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, the alma mater with a big upset. And I think if people were going to pick an upset, that was the one, just because of the rivalry aspect. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if Salem over Bedford. I mean, Bedford's a team that we're not. They're they're playing extremely well, and they're right. going to play a great quarterfinal game. I, I I'm thinking that might be a game we cover against Bedford, Central. I'd say Bedford and Central are the two hardest teams to peg that are left in Division One. Yeah. Because, Central beat them easy during the season. Right. I don't know if that really means much. They're going to get them at Central Did on Saturday. Did lose to night. Conquer this year, or am I yeah. imagining that? Late. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, I think that gives a coin flip just because it depends on which team comes out for Central and Bedford. But. So we're talking uh, Merrimack against Spalding. I haven't seen Merrimack in person. Tell me, tell me if the, if my Red Raiders have a chance here. Yeah, they have a chance because Merrimack can struggle to score at times. Um, yeah. That's going to be a tough place to play. They can D up, though. Yeah, Merrimack plays excellent defense. Tim Cronin and Tim Goodridge are pretty close. Like, yep. I want to say they're about as close as any two coaches in that division. So they know each other well. Um, you know, Cal's going to have to come in. You know, Cal's going to have to put it on his back a little bit again. And then, yeah, he just the recipe to last night. I saw Matt Roy had 10 points. Matt Roy really took care of the ball last night. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, good for he, him, and he, that's important. Hit some big free throws late, made some good decisions, so. Yeah, you're uh, and and so uh, so Pinkerton, Winnicunit, uh, Bedford Central, uh, Merrimack, Spalding, and then um, the last one Memorial is North Memorial against it's, North. It's not inconceivable. It, w- it would be surprising. But it's not inconceivable that the lower seeds could all go to the Final Four. Yeah, I, the one I the one I feel best about is probably North winning at home against Memorial. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. But yeah. 
Um, but, but any one of those lower seeds could definitely win on the road. Yeah. Um, I want to talk real quick about, before we get to Division 2, I want to talk about Division 4 the other night. Oh, yeah, because I was not there. I was uh, helping guide the sixth grade Clippers to a rec ball championship. Go I ahead. thought they are in fourth grade now. No, yeah. the son's in sixth grade, oh. Dave. Did I ever thanks, remember? Thanks, did, for, thanks for paying attention. Did I remember to make fun of you about that? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. We were uh, pretty <laughs> high up. in the. We were up in the sky. You know you're high up in a press box when, at Plymouth State, when one of the guys that works there wishes you good luck. <laughs> That's yeah. not a good feeling. Yeah, was that, what, did, what did Sam Nanny say? A family of mice up there? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, there was, <laughs> I, I said that there was it was dust everywhere, and uh, Jamie Hayes and <laughs> Sam Nanny and I and Jennifer Chick, of course, who was up till four a.m. editing these videos. Yeah. So the next morning, it was funny. I had uh, a couple of emails from parents be like, "When's the full game?" You know, the goal level people yeah. say, "When's the full game coming out?" And I said, "I do not have the courage." Or, or the strength <laughs> or the want right. to text Jen Chick and say, when's that video going to be done? <laughs> she would have bitten yeah. my head off. And rightfully so. Oh, she was up till 4 a.m. then went to work. So, yeah. again, we've already given the whole thing about, like... She had to listen to the three of you all night, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're busy. Um, but, no, it just... The, the incredible atmosphere. You know, Woodsville really had that game. Um Against PCA. Well, th- and- that was the question that everybody had about PCA. In, in in crunch time, if they were down big. Well, we kind of saw them at Epic, but they were at home against Epic. Could they, did they have the intestinal fortitude to come back? Because we just, we just really didn't know. They do. I mean, I thought. And we found I, the answer think, is yes. I, yeah, I think we always knew that they did. Um, you know, Sam Pushy was one for 14 for Woodsville, and he's Oof. their second leading scorer. So you got one out of 14 out of, you know, it's yeah, unfortunate. That's but, a rough night. And they had a couple of kids on their team that looked, this is a real thing in Division Four. There are some kids that are going to freeze on the big stage. It's a, they're, they're smaller schools. We, we forget sometimes. These are children. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and and they, they had, you know, one or two kids that looked terrified yeah. to be out there. Now, Bemis did not. Messini did not. And my man, Nick Stokes, did not either. But, um, you know... PCA just hung with it, and I thought the biggest point of the game was it was a 12-point game, semi-late in the third quarter, and PCA just behind Kalani, a couple foul shots. I think Stouty had an offensive Just got it down to, like, six. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, made all the difference in the world, and, you know, uh, Kalani did not play. Another thing was Kalani didn't play the pretty much the entire second quarter. He played, like, a minute or two because he had uh, got two, in foul trouble. He had two or three fouls, and at halftime, they're down one, and they went into the locker room, and... They were like, ah, we're and Smooth's like, our best player just didn't play the whole second quarter. We're down one. Yeah. He's like, and they came out on us. Like, it was 9 nothing Woodsville. Because right. Bemis hit three straight threes just to start the game. And um, so, missed opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes you're up five, but it's not good because you should be up 14. And right. it was just one of those situations. And, um, you know, I thought Jamie Walker coached a really good game. and I just, But I just think at the end, like, you, you got to make shots. And you got to, yep. like, you know, they had one play where they had a pass for a layup. Instead of laying up, the kid put it on the ground, set uh, his two feet. Yep. I mean, you, that's nerves. Right. Just catch the ball, put your plant foot down, and lay it overthinking in. Overthinking it, yeah. Yeah, it's overthinking it, and it's just nerves, and, and that's what it came down to. If, if you get to the rim like PCA does... You always have a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you can, you can, you you know, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get your points. You're gonna get to the line. You're gonna score points when the when the Stouty the clock, hit two big foul shots clock late. Not moving. Yeah. 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 He missed a layup um, right on the hoop where he sat himself, took his time, and yeah. just you know, the basketball gods knocked it out. But he comes back. He hits two huge foul shots late. Um, you know, they had some interesting stuff going on at the end of the game with no calls and stuff like that. But um, in the end, I think you know, played out fairly and. Um, 
Yeah, you know, so PCA now is, you know, Lilton's going to play that zone. PCA likes to spread you out and have Kalani go down the middle, and what Kalani does is he shoots it. If he misses it, he gets his own rebound. Yes. Or Drew McCormick, not going to be easy against Logan Briggs, 6'5". I was going to say, how are they going to handle Littleton's side? Yeah, I think Smooth's more concerned about turnovers against that press because PCA will throw it around the gym a little bit at yeah. times, and this is now going to be real pressure. It's going to be how they handle that kind of pressure because you don't see a lot of that pressure – down south, the northern teams press, like Groveton and Littleton. Right. They press and trap. Um, Colebrook's been known to do it in the past. The southern teams don't really do it. Like Jamie Hayes is, uh, we're going we're gonna to D up in the half-court t- kind of team. Yep. Sean Young switches up defense, PCA. So they're going to see real hard pressure coming D4's on Friday. D-Force is so interesting because there's two distinct styles, the northern style and the southern style. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes it a lot of fun. I mean, of the four teams it, the other night, Littleton definitely looked like the best. Everybody was saying that. But PCA, you know, they're, you know, uh, Taco and Trevor Howard, he's like, they're three, four possessions away from being undefeated. I mean, they're yeah. an excellent basketball team. Smooth will have them ready. They're gamers. They play tough. You know, Sean Bradley, Kalani, uh, Paul Stoudy. Uh, Drew McCormick got in early foul trouble the other night. But, yeah. I mean, he's a kid that I like a lot. Um, they, he's going to have to rebound his tail off. Yeah, Devin Smart hit a big three for them. Step back three. <laughs> Love shooting three. Oh, he's going. It's Love going Devin up. Smart. Yeah, it's going up. Yeah, he's got confidence. And he took two charges. So, he did a nice job. He had some nice spins for them. So, it should be fun. Friday night, we'll be there um, covering that one. So, so, we're double dipping that one. So, the coverage for the video coverage. And on uh, MOSN, three-man booth. Yeah, so live. So you can listen to it live if you don't go to the game on McIsaac on Sports. And then um, three-man booth. So you're taking my my play-by-play away from me? I've been doing Division 4 all year. You're just coming in and taking it? Yeah, it's mine now. I'm taking it. I don't know if that's happening. Prima Nocta, like in uh, Braveheart. You might be alone. (laughs) That's the worst possible example you could have given. Yeah, I thought it was. Pretty you might good. be alone in the booth. All right, so let's go to Division Two. St. Thomas just couldn't quite squeak out the win against Portsmouth. Yeah, was, on to D three. St. Thomas going to do well in D three, which is a good fit for those. Yeah, guys. that's that's the, when they when they had a lot of their success, they were in D three. So that's 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 a good move for them. No upsets last night. Uh, we almost got Timberlane. To I the picked Hanover to beat Brady, but Brady beat him by ten. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised there wasn't. Well, Goffstown almost beat Milford. I guess Milford couldn't hit foul shots at the end of that game and. They were lead. Goffstown was leading that game very, very late at Milford. Oh, Reggie. Oh, Reggie must have been. Poor Reggie must have been so stressed out. Reggie gets the defending champs at home. That's uh, so. Portsmouth and Cole Brown. Let's go over the quarterfinal matchups. Portsmouth and Cole Brown. We we love Dave Smith. We love those Cole Brown kids. We don't think they have a chance. No. Okay. That's. I mean, that's, I love Billy Cheese. It's their assistant coach, <laughs> my boy. We love. Yeah, we love. Uh, Matt. No, they're good. They, they've had a good team and a good season. Portsmouth yeah. is the best team in Division One. Yes. Yeah. It's a so, different level of basketball. Yeah, I, I just feel the need to caveat that so people don't think Dave, I'm taking. Dave shots Smith has pulled some miracles out of his hat. Yes. In the past, that that quarterfinal, that semifinal game a few years back, it was. Uh, it no, was, they they beat Pembroke in the quarters. They beat Pembroke in the Pembroke. quarters, yes. Like a sixteen and two or seventeen and one Pembroke team, they beat them at home. Yes, and, so, then, and then they played Portsmouth. They almost pulled the upset on Portsmouth the following game. A little bit. I felt like Portsmouth. Always, that was the Kamal Walker. Team. Yeah, yeah, with the, Billy Lane and. No, no, no. That was the first year Kamal played for them. I think. No, 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 no. You're the right. First you're year right. They played you're right. Yeah, and then they slaughtered Bedford. And the Maryland. Maryland home. Please don't yeah. correct me. How dare you? It's embarrassing. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was Sauhegan they beat in the first. Uh, the first. Uh, Come all year. All right, so Portsmouth Cole Brown, we think Portsmouth advances easy. Milford and Brady. That one should be – that might be the best game of the uh, the quarterfinals. Yeah, it should be. I mean, Milford struggled last night. And, you know, the thing about the tournament is, you know, their adjustments and coaches, you know, 
these guys scout too, you know what I mean? And 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 yep. so they make adjustments and they take certain things away, much like Tim Cronin did last night, you know? And so, um, you know, Milford's uh, certainly the favorite to get there. I wonder if Brady can get enough scoring to win some sort of a shootout. But um, that was Bell's, a good win over Hanover last night by 10. Joe Bell's got to have a huge night. He's got to have a huge Brady. night. Did yeah, Matt Quirk. Yeah, I mean, they got the pieces. Bryce Johnson. These teams, I'm assuming, played in the regular season. I'm going to try to find it real quick here. Maybe so they, they didn't. I don't think they did. So Manchester West, who scored 77 last night, is going to play Hall's Brookline, who scored 30 last night. Yeah, but, hey, they both win. That's all that matters. So so West against Hall's Brookline will be um, – that game will be in Manchester. Do on your Saturday. Cavaliers have a chance there? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think going, going to West. can dial something up. I like the Simcoe kid a lot. And uh, Nick Fothergill has been really good for those guys. Um, they're going to have to play very, very well. Um, but West is, you know, on a mission, and I think that's a – a team that uh, you know their size gives you a lot of trouble. If they just do a, a high low with a cook a cook and and Keenan Karen, I think that's very difficult to defend. And against zones, they just have to be patient. Kind of hit Keenan Karen's a perfect kid to come to the middle. Um, we did a heck of a by the way a highlight video Jen did of um, put it together for recruiting for Keenan Karen. So a little shout out there to Jen. His mother right reached out to us and wanted to give us something to do that for him, and we we did. It came out really well. Um, West th- West won the uh, matchup of the regular season on January twelfth, fifty six to forty five. By the way, so yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a blowout by any means. Oh no, listen, I mean, very clearly the favorites are West Lebanon and Portsmouth to get there. I think Milford, you know, Brady, as is always the case with the four five game, is you know it's slight edge to the home team. But I mean, those are two fairly equal teams. I you know I think Milford is definitely the favorite, but and then Lebanon's going to get Sauhegan at home. And Lebanon beat them on the road uh, on the 29th of January, 59-40. What is he going to do to pull out what would be a major, major upset? Take care of the basketball, one. Not let Lebanon run would be the second. Mm-hmm. You've got to just slow that thing down because K.J. Matty and Milliken and Whaley are so good when they get running. Roberge and Chikorine, I mean, that whole crew over there. So you got to take care of the basketball against their pressure. They defend very, very well. They run really good stuff. Keith really runs some really good stuff on offense. Um, you just have to play very smart, very patient, and and very disciplined to win that game up there. All right. Uh, we did have one question coming from Daryl Johnson of Manchester. He uh, calls himself Moose on Twitter. He says, who's going uh, to win D1, boys? So uh, Keen almost stole that game from Central last night. Wake-up call for Central. Yeah, I don't even know if it's a wake-up call. I just think Central's a very flawed basketball team, and the first guy who would tell you that is – is their basketball coach? I'll give you. Um, I'll give you the dark horse in this whole thing is Bedford. Yeah, I think Bedford's the dark horse. Um, who do I think wins it? Gun to your head because you had. I'll say in the North. Finals. Gun to my head. I'd say North. The one say I know that's if, boring, yeah. but I Alonzo Linton gives them so much. They they now have three guys who score 16, 17 points a game, and Ronnie Silva is in your whoopee. He's in he the, the the pack of your whoopies there. There was no pack. There's just, I mean, he's my non spalding whoopee. I mean, I have an extra room in my house, and if, if any spalling player needs to, you know, stay there for a little while, and there's care packages being sent out. Oh, I got to send out Brock Pockets later. Yeah, if any of the kids <laughs> have ever seen Silence of the Lambs, it's something like Buffalo Bill's house yeah, downstairs you, at McIsaac's you, house. You so. need to dial it back just a little bit <laughs> to enjoy that stay. Oh, but I, you know, I, 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 I like North a lot. I think um, they'll be a little relieved to play Memorial because South. Wouldn't treat it like they an eight-one game, and yeah. it'd be like a home game for South because it's right now. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, you don't you don't want to play your rival in a in a playoff game at any point. Just be, it, in, as Exeter will tell you. Yeah, wait as long as possible. Yeah, uh, let's see. So we've covered all the divisions. 
Uh, we are gonna Friday night. We're all gonna be at Division Four. You look like you had something more to add there. No, no, no. Division Four Friday night, and then we're gonna do the Division Three champ. So Division Four championship game Friday night. Um, online, you can listen to Mikazis on Sports, and of course we'll have the highlights, and we're dancing around with somebody. Right. And then um, on Saturday we will do the Pelham Kearsaws Division Three championship game, and then we are out at two games. On Saturday night for the right. Division One quarterfinals, we're not going to meet up with D two until we get there. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do two games, and then and then it's on right. to UNH next week. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and and next Saturday, next uh, the day after Blackout Friday, as it's known. That's right. Yeah. So and so, la- you know, last thing for me, just to wrap it up, is just uh, you know, reminder on the registration. I think people understand. You're not going to have access to the website, any of these videos, all this stuff. This is to grow the website, and and it's actually. I think that it's been fantastic hearing from people and p- people are doing it and having some ease with making it happen. So, yeah. So just if we get it done today, then it's very inexpensive. All right. And uh, what do you got coming out? Uh, you have anything on the website today coming out or is it going to be not today? T- tomorrow, tomorrow for D4 preview? Tomorrow, tomorrow morning we'll have the D4 championship preview. I'm basically going to break it down to how can PCA win this game, how Littleton can. Right. I'm going to break it down on each side. And then, because uh, I think we know the characters by this point, and then I will do the D1 quarterfinal preview will be tomorrow morning. The D2 quarterfinal preview you, will be up on Saturday you, morning. Do you want me to write the Spalding uh, Merrimack preview? I do part? not. You what don't? was the year? Was that last year that you did the Last year I did the, <laughs> I oh, did my God. scouting report on Spalding. Legendary. Yes. <laughs> I remember something about, about Darian Barry someday being the king of England, I think, was in there no, at some point. I'm gonna, Just, now I'm going to have to look it up and bask in the glory of my own writing. Yeah, Brock Paquette building a home, uh, you know, out of, you know, one nail and his own his own two it hands. Was, yeah. I remember the Brock Paquette scouting report. It was... Uh, you better guard him. Uh, you don't just have to guard him shooting threes. You have to guard him on the baseline because he'll wink at one of your cheerleaders, and that girl will fall in love and write Taylor Swift songs for the rest of her life about the experience. That I was, think, yeah, I, I, it's coming back to me. That's now. good stuff. Go, oh, yeah. <laughs> if they make it to the semis. I'll let you write another one. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, yeah, so we're so we're busy, and then um, we'll be out at UNH all next week, and then uh, one more just shout out for the Seacoast uh, um, tournament. Um, reach out to me if you want any info. But a lot I've of teams coming in. Yeah, I heard a lot of teams coming in. So let me know, Dave Haley at AnySportsPages.com, if you want more information, or you can go to the Portsmouth Babe Ruth website and sign up your team, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Everyone battling this year for second place. Get so a hold, good, good yeah, times because, because we're going to win. The uh, Fighting McIsaacs going to, yes. Nate Hale is going to score 45 points a game. You got Nate Hale? You knew about that, or you did you? You brought him in? He's in. He's in, baby. You have no soul. <laughs> I'm going to have a trophy, though. All right, that wraps it up for uh, this week. What do you want to do this next week? You want to do uh, Thursday again? Or... Yeah, we should do Thursday after the Final Fours, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll do, uh, yeah, after both the Final Fours. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. If you have questions or comments or hate mail or whatever, send them, uh, you can send them to Dave Haley at NHSportsPage.com or you can hit either one of us up on Twitter. Dave's at NHSportsPage. I'm at Justin underscore McIsaac or uh, at McIsaac on Sports. McIsaac on Sports, Friday night, D4 Championship game, PCA and Littleton. Saturday night, Spalding at Merrimack. Uh, hear those games live. Seven o'clock tip-off for both of them on MOSN. Three-man booth Friday. And uh, Dave Haley may be in the house Saturday. Still going to figure out where his cameras are going to be. So we will figure that out. But uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week.